Morning, everybody. Okay, so before we start the, a new topic on Chafalaf on Bet, which is uh, all, all about Tumantara, Zav, and Nida, and we'll get to that. Just a little bit of house cleaning from last week, just one topic. Someone texted me a question, so I decided to use that a little bit. We spoke very, very briefly about the concept of anything that is as considered a Dovashabakdusha requires 10 people in order to say it. So the Pasuk said, B'nei Yisrael, Hashem says, I will be sanctified amongst B'nei Yisrael. And we learned a couple possible sources. What, where do we know? The word B'soch means amongst. And we said, Eida hi badlu mitocha Eida zos. Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron, separate yourself from this Eida. And we're talking about uh, Korach, separate yourself so I can punish them. And we learned the word Eida is 10. Where do we learn Eida's 10? So the Gemara and Megillah Davchav Gimel said Eida's 10 from the Miraglim. He calls them Eida, Eida Ra, a negative, a bad, a wicked congregation. There were 12 spies. We know that Kalev and Yeshua were, came back and gave a positive report about Eretz Yisrael. So 12 minus 2 is 10. So that's one possible source. The Rishalmi, what? So that's right. We don't learn 10 from there. That's what we say. Word besoch. He badlu besoch. Separate yourself. So betoch, betoch is gzeir shava. So, so we learn Ada's 10, though, from either the Miraglim or the Gemara, the Yerushalmi in Brachos says that um, the, um, the Ada actually comes from Ache Yosef. It says, Vayishbaru, they came to go ahead and request uh, um, grain and food from Yosef. It calls them Ada. And there, minus Binyamin and, and Yosef, the first time they went down, they were called Ada. That's 10. And we saw that had a very important uh, implication which source you learn from. Is the 10 from the Miraglim or is the 10 from Ache Yosef? We'll get to that in a second. So someone was asking questions, so I decided before we do that, it's a very important topic. We're not going to get it again till Daf Mem Zion. And by our pace, it's over a year away. So let's, let's just take the, uh, let's take the uh, opportunity now and run with it. So what is considered Davish Abedusha? What is something that's actually something that's considered holy? So that requires 10. So the tour actually lists saying Kaddish, Baruchu, and Kedusha. So anytime the Chazan says, Baruchu, Kaddish, or Kedusha, you need 10. Now there are other things that you need 10 for, like Duchening, Kriyasa Torah, Kriyasa Torah. But they're not necessarily labeled as a Dover Shabekdusha. In other words, the reason why we need 10 may be for a different reason. In fact, the Me'iri says the reason why you need 10 by laning and by Torah is not because laning from the Torah or Kriyas Torah is in itself a Dover Shabekdusha, but simply because we say Baruchu. When you get an Aliyah, we just said Baruchu, Kaddish, and Kedusha is considered, or, or are considered Dover Shabekdusha. And since part and parcel of Kriyas Torah, and, and reading the Haftorah, or getting an Aliyah, and saying Baruchu, by definition they need 10, but not necessarily because of Dover Shabikdusha. In any event, question, we're going to discuss three questions now. One, can a katan be counting for a minion? Can a minor be counted for a minion under uh, uh, extenuating circumstances? Number two, can a Russia, we very touched upon this very, very superficially, can a Russia be someone who does not show my Torah mitzvahs, but is Jewish, can he be counted? And thirdly, I decided to look in, I looked into, can someone who's sleeping be considered part of a minion meeting? Shavuos night, you have 10 guys, you're in a, a far-off community, and you have a 3-4 YU guys who go through Michazik, the community, and you have 30, 40 guys learning. By the time minion comes, you have 10, and two of the guys are knocked out cold. So by the time Shachos comes at 5.30 in the morning. So can they be included in a minion? It's a practical question. 
Okay. And by extension, if you say someone's sleeping, then someone theoretically talking can also be included, although we're never going to promote that here in BRS. Not as long as the shver of the Rav is here. You only need six to daven. What? You only need, need six, six to daven. That doesn't mess with The other means still have to answer. Right. In other words, you're, you're right. You only need a, a rov to participate in the tefillah, but all should be answering. So let's see. So the Gemara in Brachos Daf Mem Zion has a Mishnah that says that Nashim, it's talking about Zimon, about, you know, we add, we, anytime we bench, we have three people. If you have a minion, you can have ten people. But for Zimon, we require three people. So the Gemara there says in the Mishnah that you do not include women, avadim, avadim kananim. Obviously, in Evid Ivri, it's a full-fledged Jew. Evid Kanani is only obligated in mitzvahs like a woman. So a woman, a, a, a Evid Kanani, and a katan cannot be included in the Zimon. And listen to what Rabbi Shuh ben Levi says. The Amr Rabbi Shuh ben Levi, Af al-pish amr katan amutal berisa ein mizamnalav av l'osnosot sniflasar. Rabbi Shuh ben Levi says that a baby in the crib, in the cradle, in the crib, can be counted, not for a zimun, but if you need 10 to say the word elokeinu, for a zimun, you can include him in the 10. So he can't be counted in the original three, but he can be part of the 10. A baby in the cradle, baby still in a pacifier, obviously has no idea what's going on, can be included. And he also says, Tisha ve'eved mitzdarfin. He also says, nine plus an eved. Now we just said a second ago that nashim avadim katanim, women, slaves, and minors, people less than... 13, cannot be included in, in, in 10, in the Zimon. So how does he say, Tisha of Eved, you have 9 plus an Eved? The Gemara says, uh, asks the following question. It says, Rabbi Ezer went into the Beisad, went into Shul and did not find 10 people. So he had his Eved Kanani with him. And he said, this is your lucky day. We're only 9. You got your wish. I'm going to free you so that you can become part of the 10. So now, we know there's an obligation. You're not allowed to free an Eved. Le'olam Bahem. Ta'avodu, we have an obligation or, uh, or prohibition to go ahead and free an Evid Kanani. So how was he allowed to go ahead and, and spontaneously or whimsically go ahead and free his Evid just to be Mashlam Minion? But what's the question here? The question is, you say you can go ahead, Rabbi Yeshua Levi, you can include 9 plus 1, you can include your Evid. And yet we see that Rabbi Yezer had to go ahead and free his Evid in order to count him towards the Zimon, which means that if he retained the status of servitude of an Evid, he would not be able to be included. No, an Evid Kanani, when he's freed, is the status of, he has to go do, he has to finish it, he has to finish the Geras, but he doesn't, no, so for, no, so, typically, we say that someone is a, we hope that they become a full-fledged Jew afterwards, but until he says no, he's not. Meaning he still is, he's not, he hasn't yet, we're assuming that he hasn't rejected it. They have the option to reject or to accept. But, okay, so now, so the Gemara continues, the bottom line is, don't you go ahead and violate the Olam Bem Tavodu, how is he able to do that? So he says, no, mitzvah the Rabbim shining. when you have a mitzvah that, that involves the, the masses, you're allowed to go ahead and violate the Olam Bem Tavodu. Okay, and then the, the Gemara eventually says, the less hilchasak kahol chani shemaita, we don't paskin like this, that nine plus an eved, or someone in the cradle, but we do say, If you have a katan, which is meaning he's able to conceptualize to who are we giving thanks after the meal. There's a as opposed to a baby in a cradle, or a tinuk barisa, it means baby in a cradle, but today it would mean a crib. Basically, when they're not able to comprehend that there's a God, that there's someone we have to give a karsatot for, that would not be able to be included. But, yeah, good question. 
Good question. But uh, in all seriousness, so since, uh, but a katan who's old enough to appreciate could be included. That's how the Gemara ends. So some Rishonim infer, by the way, that the status for a Zimun is equivalent to a Minyan. When you're talking about 10, it doesn't make a difference if it's for a Zimun or for a Tefillah. So that's how they go, a Minyan, that's how they go ahead and, and they, uh, they make the uh, comparison, the jump. And therefore, according to Rishonim and Levi, that even a baby in a crib, in, in, a, in a carriage, can be counted towards a Minyan, although the Gemara says, in the end, we don't pass him like that. But that's the thought process. So actually, there's a Tosfos that brings two opinions. The Tosfos there in Brachos says, Rabbeinu Tam actually believes that you can count a katan, again, not a baby, but someone who's of bardas. bardas, thank you, 10, 11, 12 years old, you can count them towards a minion. The Ri, his counterpart, also one of the Bali Tosfos says that that cannot be. You cannot count them. So there's a machlokas within Tosfos whether you can go ahead and count a katan. Now, Oh, but wasn't that argument saying whether or not they had, they had hair to show? Like they had to be right, so that's when they're a gadol, shtei saros. Right. Great. So the question is, what defines, when does a katan become a gadol? Right. So once either 13, we assume that they have shtei saros, two pubic hairs, means the signs of physical maturity. Okay. So that's Gezeira Derova, is basically, Rabbi Shechter, when I was with Chavrusas with your son, son-in-law, in, uh, 30 years ago, when I Shechter share, he told us that he always had a, one of the questions he always asked for smicha students, and see if I can remember this correctly, smicha students, he'd always ask, what's the difference between Gezeira de Rabba and Gezeira de Rava? And I recall, Gezeira de Rabba, obviously we all know, is that on, you don't carry, you can't carry a lulav, a shofar, so therefore when it comes to uh, Rosh Hashanah that falls out on, on Shabbos, you can't carry a shofar because you're going to go, we're afraid, we don't blow shofar, we're afraid you're going to go ahead and carry, go to a, a Bucky to teach you. That's Gezeira de Rabba. Gezeira de Rava, I think, was assumed that every 13-year-old has to has already reached puberty. If I remember correctly, I think that's what Zavid the Rav is. So, but I remember him telling us, we looked at each other like, I wonder how many of the, uh, the color guys, if they didn't know about it before, knew, knew, knew the difference. But anyway, so we assume that most 13-year-olds knew, uh, uh, sorry, already have, fun, have reached the, uh, the physical science of maturation. In any event, so Ravadji Yosef actually suggests that um, he says it really stems from a very, very basic argument whether you can count a katan or not count a katan. We said there are two possible sources for the ten. First one was from Korach, which extends to the Miraglim. The Gemara says, Separate yourselves from the Eda. From and it says, I will sanctify to the Shem amongst B'nei Israel. The word besoch. And he mitocha, separate yourself from this Eda, from Korach. And Hashem says, I'll be sanctified amongst B'nei Israel. He badlu mitocha, Aaron and Moshe, separate yourselves from Korach. The word betoch is the Gzer Shava. And the word Ada from that Gemara in Megillah says Ada, Ada, Ada by Korach, and Ada by the Meraglim is both ten. So if you learn the sources in the Meraglim, that's one possibility. We said the other possibility source is from Ache Yosef. So Ravavadja Yosef says that we know by Korach not all of the bad people were adults. It even says Tafinashim. Everyone was destroyed, 250 people. So if that's the source, and included in the word betoch and Ada is youngsters, then you can include Kitanim in the minion. Achei Yosef were all over Bar Mitzvah already. Right? The only one that was home was Binyamin. But all the other ones were already over the age of 13. Says Rav Yosef, depends on what the source is. If the source is Achei Yosef, then who says Kitanim are included? Therefore, you will not be able to include Kitanim into the minion. And if the source is... The Miraglim, then you would be able to. Also women, though, right? 
Oh, so it says Tafanashim, excellent. Now we have excellent point, but we happen not to right. In other words, the Gemara never says Nashim. You're right. It actually comes to exclude Nashim, but there is an opinion uh, in the Gemara that even we saw Bishop and Levi says, even a baby in a crib. And so if the Balitosa is gonna have an argue on those two points, the question is why. But to your point, if it was truly exhaustive list, you would be able to include women, but the, clearly the Mishnah actually comes to ex- exclude them. Now La Halacha if they have a zima by themselves. by themselves. Not typically not with a man. Yeah, right. Right. Now, so um Rav Haigon, so the Rush brings Rav Haigon, the Gon came before the Bishonim. He actually belought, thought that a minor can be included, but he said only if it's the tenth, if you have nine plus one. If you have a, not, a majority of uh, pacifier-sucking uh, congregants, uh, it's going to be pretty hard to go ahead and make a minion. You know, you have three adults, and you have a nursery, and you have, you have, you have one ganenet, and you have nine uh, kids playing blocks. Kind of hard. But if you have nine, if you have nine adults, and one, says Rav Haigon, you can rely on this heter. Now, the halacha, so it's interesting. So the Rambam actually says, unequivocally, and I'll just quote from the Rambam, just the few words, Ain osin kein repachos mesara gedolim ubenechorin. You need 10 adults and 10 free people, meaning no avadim, no ketanim. This is the Rambam, clearly, in Tefillah Ches Dalid. How does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, so Lalacha, we just saw some of the Shonim, how does the, the, Ram, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, so listen to what he says. He says, Yesh matir in lomar davisha bekdusha, but tisha v'tzir katan. There are those who actually permit and allow you to have nine plus a combination of a, t- a tenth who is a katan, who is a, who is a minor, the Jack's point is a bardas. Six, seven, or Moshe, I think, says six or seven. So a girl might be younger. They're typically more mature. So he says that there are those who rely on, on uh, one. But he says, But the majority of poskim, he gives a little caveat. And that is that the majority of the poskim says the Shachnach do not rely on the Satar. Which basically, that's how he ends off, which means that the last taste in our mouth is basically that the Shulchan Aruch says, don't rely on it. It's better not to rely on it. The Ramah says, The Gemara discusses, what if he's holding a Sefer Torah? Or if, if he's holding a Chumash, the equivalent today, what, what, would that be allowed? So there is an opinion that says, if you hold, and Rav Moshe, we'll get to this, Moshe Feinstein actually holds, we'll get to that in a second. But if maybe if he's holding, a Katan is holding a Chumash, or a Sefer Torah elevates the status, says that's not a person, but at least there's a thought that that may, so the Ramah alludes to that, the Ramah says, even if this katan, the six or seven year old, who's holding a chumash, you should not combine him, you should not count him towards a minion, there are those, says the Ramah, and this is his last closing statement, there are those in extenuating circumstances, we'll see what that means in a second, who include a katan, if he's holding something, we'll get to that in a second, so although the Ramah seems to accept this lenient position, the Mishnah Brewer rejects it. Mishnah Brewer actually says that you should not go ahead, even in Shasatchak, even under extenuating circumstances, says the Mishnah Brewer, we should not rely on adding a katan until he has actually, um, until he has actually completed the 13 years. But Moshe Feinstein says something very interesting. He says, if you have a nine plus a katan, and if no one, and let's assume, sometimes you start, and hopefully someone's going to come to join in. But if you know that the minion's going to disband because you are not going to allow this katan, put him on the bima, give him a safer Torah, and you can include him as ten. Moshe Feinstein. So if you, under extenuating circumstances, if the minion's going to disband, and as a result of all this, you're not going to daven b'tzibor, 
like what they do in our kafas, right? You give someone the Sefer Torah, stands on the beam, but let him give a katan. Again, presumably not a two-year-old won't be able to hold the Sefer Torah, unless the ones they give on Simchas Torah, those fluffy ones, you know, the, the, the stuffed ones. But if you're going to give a katan, he has to be someone who's a bardas, you put him on the bima, and according to Rav Moshe, that's acceptable. Radio Yosef says, if that ever happens, walk out of shul. You should be the one to disband the minion. Ravadi Yosef is vi- vehemently against that. He says so much so, don't even stay in shul, walk out. It's a bizayon, so on and so forth. You can never include a katan, even a quantum of Moshe stands, it's quantum of Ravadi Yosef. Are there different levels of Shasachak, where, you know, it's just a regular minion, according to Ravadi Yosef, it's a fine scene. So this would be a Shasachak. If, 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 that, that doesn't really play into it. Different levels of what's that doesn't play into it. But basically, is if you're the ten and you know no one else is coming, and without him, it's either do or die, you know. So that would be the Shasat that they're talking about. What Happens to be... What did the Babish do? Oh, one second. <laughs> At 10.30, you always have ten people. So now, so, so Rav Shlomo Zalman um, also rejects in a more, more modern-day post-game. Rav Shlomo Zalman, uh, not that 40 years ago wasn't is in modern day, but Rav Shlomo Zalman actually also rejects Rav Moshe's uh, lenient ruling. He also says in Azlech HaShlomo, we should not rely on it. And then there are more modern day post Rav Shmuel Wozner, Rav Shevet Alevi says, if it's already Minag that you have nine plus, it's already taken root, continue it. And also Rav Gadali Schwartz is a very big post it was just Nifter in 2020, was, was one of the Dayanim of the, uh, the Besdin uh, of America, actually says also, you can rely on it and where, where otherwise... The community will never have it. You know, we go pretty often to uh, to San Antonio, um, and they sometimes during the Shabbos they have a minion, but during the week we go with four of us. We make the minion, but so if you're going to have like if without, and I'm not casting dispersion. They, I'm sure they have minions a lot of times of the year, but when we go there, we happen either we're, the four of us make it 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. But if it's part of the every day that you have nine and a katan, who's a bardas, it seems to be at least according to Gadaya Schwartz. That um, if if you're not going to have a minion regularly, otherwise without counting on the katan, you would be able to. So lechatchila lemaskana probably is better not to. Under very extenuating circumstances, Yeshami Lismoch, we have Moshe Feinstein, you have Shmuel Wozner, you have some great gedolim. Uh, but ideally, it's uh, better not to. If 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 you have to, it's obviously better to have a safer Torah in his hand. Okay, now counting one who is sleeping as part of a minion. So, what, what do we do with this? So, listen to what the Shulchan Aruch says. The Shulchan Aruch says, Vim hischil echa, this is in Archaim Nunhei, Im hischil echan meisar lispalo levado vino chalal on simohem. If someone, someone, let's say <coughs> you have 10 people and someone has still started to daven when the Chazar Sashat started and he's not able to answer, O Shehu Yashin, the Shulchan Aruch Machabah says, or this individual is sleeping. Number 10 is actually out cold and snoring. Why is it any different <coughs> and that he's not davening? Oh. oh, good. Well, not answering, let's say. Not davening doesn't mean he's not answering. <clears throat> but let's say well, maybe he's talking and not answering. So we'll extend your question. So the Shulchan Aruch actually says, even if someone's sleeping and he's number 10, he's included. The minion is good. This is not a uh, carte blanche to go ahead and, uh, you know, put your head down during, during Chazar Sashat. But anyway, but he says, then later on, though, he says in a separate halacha, he says, He says, everyone, you always need at least nine people answering Chazar Sashat. <clears throat> and he says, therefore, everyone should behave as if they're one of the nine, pay attention and not talk. So how could you have nine? If you have ten people, one person sleeping, by definition, you only have eight people answering because one's the chazan. And then here he says, you have to have at least nine. And 70 halachas later, 
So how do you resolve this contradiction? So there are many answers given. The Drisha gives one, and one is the ideal, and one is the less ideal. Meaning, ideally, you need nine, but if you have eight plus one sleeping, he would say it's okay. So the Mug and Avram actually, sent, sadly, but extends it to, to modern times. He says, basically, if someone is talking, they're still counted as part of a minion, right? If you have 10 people, and you have two people conversing about the stock market in the back, hopefully in the back row, or, Assuming, well, this never happened. It's a bit the situation, <laughs> right? Here, it's not the stock market; it's about the weather. It's about the weather. You're right. Theoretically, about the stock market, but the weather they're always talking about. But well, not in BRS. We can't be mostly shame wrong. So, <clears throat> they're talking about learning. Thank you, Jeff. There you go. Don the cups close. There you go. So he says they they're still counted, and presumably it's no different than sleeping. So therefore, if someone is sleeping, again, we don't recommend it. But if you're sleeping, you don't have to wake the guy up. Uh, maybe you should go wake the guy up, but um, clearly I never said about Goldberg's speech, if you noticed, by the way. No one's sleeping during his speech. We're only talking about during davening. Okay. I'm recording this. Okay. <laughs> I'm recording it. Okay. Anything you say can and will be held. I'm, sh- I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. So now, so theoretically, again, so Yashin, if someone is sleeping, they can be counted. What's the difference between the number six and the number nine? You said, you said it's sort of two. So three. if someone, for davening, if you're going to make a minion, you have to have at least six people who, who are davening now. If you, have, you can only have four people who already davened and are there to answer. So if you don't have a minion of ten daveners, you can have six people who are davening mincha now at a wedding. And we just had we, everyone davened. You missed the, during, right after the chuppah during the yichud, you missed uh, Marev, let's say. So now you want to make a minion. So you have six guys who davened and everyone else uh, who didn't daven. And yeah, everyone else davened already. So you can add these four guys to answer. But if you have six guys who already davened in four who didn't, you can't make a minion. Okay, okay? now. And the nine comes in. So the nine is you have to have nine people answering. Right. You always have to have nine people answering, says the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, meaning to Chazal Shatz, Kaddish, Kedusha, so on and so forth. Lastly, someone who is not <laughs> observant, can they be part of a minion? So the Beis Yosef actually says, quotes the Sefer Manning, that a, someone who's chote does count for a minion, because when it says, someone who, who does Averos doesn't lose the status of Kedushas Yisrael. He's still Yisrael. But someone who was a Cherem says the, Menuda says the, uh, we discussed Cherem and Nidoi in the past, Rev. Lezer ben Horkinus. Remember we said the greatest person to ever get Cherem was Rev. Lezer ben Horkinus. We had a whole share on the, on the, uh, on the greatness of Rev. Lezer ben Horkinus. Remember we said in Shochan Aruch that if, in, in uh, Perkei if everyone of his generation was on one side of the scale and Rev. Lezer ben Horkinus was on the other side of the scale, would be <coughs> his, would, his would tip down and everyone else would go up. Right? He, was, he, was heavy and he was put in, in, in Cherem. But in any event, so we say that if the Shochan Aruch says if you put in Cherem, then you can't count because otherwise you're completely undermining the whole concept of Cherem. The Cherem is to excommunicate him socially. If you're going to include him in a... In a um, and a minion, then you're, uh, you're undoing it. The question really is, what is the question really? Two questions. One is, if, are you giving implicit, tacit approval if you have someone who's a chote, barabim, and you include him in the minion? So, or you give him an aliyah and shul? Or you, are you giving tacit approval <coughs> for, his, for his style of life? And, and number two, is he, is he actually able to be counted? So it's interesting. The Shulchan Aruch actually says, <coughs> as we just said, someone can be included if they over, um, over um, Averos, but a minuda not. And the Mishnah Bura qualifies the type of, of a varyan, type of chote. He says as follows. If you do something because you just can't go ahead and help yourself, Yetzirah got the best, best of you, then you can be included. But if you're doing it, Dafka, to be a kofar be'ikar on Shabbos, we just gave this example last week, if you're going out in your lawn 
mowing your lawn on Shabbos. So everyone sees you. That's a kofar bikr. You're actually denying Hashem Mechal Shabbos for Hesya. That cannot be included. So if you see someone at a business meeting in a restaurant that he probably shouldn't be at, okay, that's one thing. That's not, that's, that's considered the teofon. That's the, the Yitzhar got the best of him for whatever reason. But he's not actually doing it to be, to be kofar, to be heretical, or to be, um, to be blasphemous. And Rav Moshe Feinstein takes a lenient approach and says, you can. And again, this is also brought up. What's the reason? Why does Rav Moshe say you can include a Mechal Shabbos for Hesya? Because he says, if the source is Korach, Korach, the Gemara says, were all considered, they, they said something <coughs> blasphemous. And since they were blasphemous, and they're, that's the source for Davish um, HaBekdusha, Tzarech HaSar, you need 10, then you can include it. For those who say you cannot include someone who's a blasphemer, that's because Bishami says, Ache Yosef, if the source is the brothers of Yosef, all of Yosef were not considered heretical or blasphemers, then you would, then uh, by definition, they were all tzaddikim, and therefore you must, uh, you cannot include a, a, uh, a chotis. La lacha, basically, if someone is actually mechal shavuz varhesia, we typically do not, um, like, uh, like the Mishnah Barua, but if they're just a regular chote, then, uh, then we typically do. But again, ask your local rav, this is not from Sak la lacha. There could be people who are out there mowing their lawn that don't even know what they're doing. So that, so, so that's a tinek shenishba. So that's right. right. So that's someone who doesn't necessarily doing it for that reason. You're assuming the person knows the Shabbos, right? So you're living in Boca Raton on the circle. You know Shabbos, 100. percent You're right. But depending if you're living in different parts of the world, it may not be. Okay. So we're gonna start the next sugya. Just let's get a little bit of a background. We have a few minutes to start. So this is a little bit of a challenging sugya. Just at least let's get some definitions down today. A zav is someone who has a spontaneous emission of Zerah. A male who has a spontaneous emission of Zerah, that is different than a Balkari. A Balkari is someone who has Hotzah Zerah, who actually emits, has a seminal emission, but that's during Tashmish. In other words, that's not spontaneous. So there's a Balkari, who, we can't say the word Mikra, when it happens, it's called the Balkari. Um, and a Zav, we're in Chafal from Bays in the middle, but before we just need a couple of terms done. Again, so a Zav is someone who has a spontaneous emission, and a, a, um, a Balkari is someone who actually is not spontaneous, but nonetheless he has a Hotzah Zerah, he has an emission of Zerah. Now, a Zav, after one emission, a spontaneous emission, requires Tevila and Herif Shemesh. It has to come night before he attains the status of Tara, until it comes Tara again. So he needs Mikvah <clears throat> and he needs Herif Shemesh, meaning the sun to set. That's if he has one emission. If he has two emissions, either on the same day or, <coughs> excuse me, within 24 hours, day one and day two, he has a se- second emission, then already he needs seven days, just like Anida. Okay, so a one, one times off, one mikvah and one day, a two, de- two times off, twice in the same day or twice within 24 hours, he requires seven zayinikim before he goes to mikvah. Okay, now we have other terms. We have a term, poleta shechvah zera. So if a woman emits zera after Tashmish, so a woman will sometimes will emit zera from her uterus after Tashmish, she's called a poletas shechvah zera. She uh, um, uh, extruded uh, uh, zera. She has the status as a balkari. Okay, she's not a nida. She, shechvah, uh, poletas shechvah zera has the status of balkari. One day, uh, sorry, um, tevila and one day. And then there's also what's called a mishameshes. Any woman who has tashmish, even if she does not emit zera, she's also the status of a balkari, meaning she has to do tefillah, and then that night she becomes tahora. Okay, 
All right, let's start the Gemara. Let's see what we can get to. So we are on the Chaf Aleph Amr Bet, literally right in the middle. Abihuda Omer, in the middle of the line, Samak, middle of the Daf. Okay, there's two dots. Abihuda Omer. Yeah, so now. If, if you remember, Rabbi, our Mishnah was discussing a Balkari, someone, a man who emits Zerah, let's say after Tashmish, he cannot, until he does mikvah, he cannot learn Torah. He is the Mahar her Torah. He has to think about it in his mind. And we said the, the halacha is even though you're not Yotzi the mitzvah, because here is Lav Kedibor, contemplation is not tantamount, is not equivalent to speaking, still nonetheless, for the, for the mitzvah's assay, Shema and Berchas Amazon, you do what you have to do. And the most you could do at that state is to go ahead and to contemplate. Think about it. Why? Because Ezra was misaking that a Balkari must go ahead and do Tevila before he can learn Torah. And so we said that the Tanakhama says you would think about Kriya Shema and you would think about Berchas Amazon. You would not think about the Brachos of Kriya Shema and you do not even need to think about Hamotzi. Certainly, you do not say them. You just think about them. Rabbi Huda said, you say them. Rabbi Huda said, no. Ezra's Takana of Balkari does not apply. Okay? That's, that was the assumption we're going on. Rabbi Huda says, you can actually say, not just say Kriyashma and Benching, but even say, not just think, but even say the Berchas Kriyashma and Hamotzi, which is not the Arisa. Right? The Arisa is only after we eat benching. Hamotzi is not the Raisa, and Berchas Kriyashma not the Raisa. He says, not only can you say Kriyashma and Berchas Amazon against the Tanakama, you can even say the Berchas Kriyashma and Hamotzi. So now we're going to... Not st- only think. Not, sorry, not only think. Right. Thank you. Meaning, no, but not only say the Berchas Amazon Kriyashma, but even say Berchas... Not even say Kriyashma... No, say. Not only can you say Kriyashma and Berchas Amazon, you can even say the Durabonans. So he argues on oh, two points. Okay. You, can not, not, you don't have to think you can say it, but not just the Araisas, Kriya Shema and Berchus Amazon, even Hamotzi and the Berchus of Kriya Shema. So it's a double, it's a double even. Yeah. One day. So a Balkari, a Zav, if he sees it twice, Zav is spontaneous. A Balkari, Yatashmish. Okay, now. So Rabbi Huda, okay, so let's start where Rabbi Huda says. So the Gemara is going to say, okay, so, um, yeah, let me just see where my notes started. Okay, so now. Okay, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Vorch Lefenim Lachreim. He says, you can actually make the bracha before. On the memory of the Kassav, Rabbi Yudah, Balkari, Mutter, Bedivrei Torah. So this is to suggest that... Um, <clears throat> did I do... We did this already? We did this. Yeah, we did this already. I'm sorry. We did this, Mucham. I'm sorry, sorry. Next two dots. I'm very, very sorry. We are actually... Um, sorry, six lines from the bottom. My, 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 I apologize. Six lines from the bottom. We did that whole so get ready. The next, uh, we are Tanan, thank you, Tanan. So the second widest line, the second widest line from the, in the bottom, Tani Zav Shirah Keri. Okay, now, so we learned in the Mishnah, we're going to learn later on actually in Chavav, Zav Shirah Keri. So a Zav who, Ra'a Keri. So now you are a Zav, okay, we're talking about now where you, a two, a two times Zav. So you had, now you need Zion Akim. You saw uh, you had a spontaneous emission once and twice. Now you are Tomei for seven days. On top of that now, Ra'akari, you became a Balkari. And similarly, a Nida Shapalta Shechvazera. So basically you had a seven-day Tumah, the higher level of Tumah, and superimposed on that was a lower level of Tumah. Right? A Zav that sees an emission twice in two days, now has to wait Zion Akim. 
a Balkari only has to wait one day and does tefillah. Okay? So he was in the midst of his seven days, he was a Zav, a, a, a higher level Zav. He saw t- two emissions. He had to wait seven days now before he go to mikvah. Superimposed on that, he had the lower level of Tumah, of a Balkari. Similarly, with a woman, a Nida, who we know he has to wait, Nida has to wait seven days, Palta Shechvazera. She had Tashmish before she became a Nida, let's say two days ago. She became a Nida on day number two, and then she emitted semen, okay? Then she had Shechvazera. So she had the longer Tumah of seven days, and superimposed on that, we said that someone who's called the Poleta Shechvazera, a woman who emits Zera after Tashmish, has a one day, just like a Balkari. So she too had the longer seven days of, of Tumah, superimposed on that was one day of, of Tumah. Similarly, now the flip case, a Mishamesha, someone, a woman who has Nida, sorry, a woman who has Tashmish, and now becomes Tumeya for one day. During that one day, Rasadam, she became a Nida. So now she has the, both cases, all three cases, you have two levels of Tumah. You have a severe and a more lenient one. Question is, which one came first? So the first two cases, a man was a two days off, so he had seven days. And then on day number three, here it was a Balkari. Or a woman was a Nida, had seven days. And on day number two, she was, she was a Sheikh, uh, Palesa Sheikh Vazera. She emitted Zera from Tashmish before she was a Nida. Okay? Or the third case is, she was, she was Mishamesha. She had Bia, let's say, last, last night or, or the, night, the day before, and she didn't go to Mikvah yet. And then she became a Nida. So here the, the, the lesser of the Tumah started. Mar said, Svich and Tvila. All three need Tvila. No question about it. All three need Tvila. Rabbi Huda is Potter. Rabbi Huda says, You do not need. We had Tvila on top of the Tvila. Is that what he no, no, yes, you need a Tvila right away. On top of the, a, a second Tvila. Rabbi Huda says, No, you don't need a Tvila. Why don't you need a Tvila? It's not going to accomplish anything, right? Since the Tvila actually won't make them Tahar because of the superimposed longer, she's a Nida for seven days. And she became a Shechvas Poletas Zera. Or he was a Zav for two days, for, for seven days, and he became a Balkari, and he wants to learn Torah. So the Tanakhama says, Takanas Ezra is, if you want to learn Torah, if you're a Balkari, then you have to go ahead and do Tefillah. But Rehuda says it doesn't make sense to do Tefillah. The whole reason you do Tefillah is to be matar yourself. But you're still going to be Tomei for an extra three, four, five more days. So Rehuda is Potar. So we see that. So we see that um, Rabbi Huda maintains that Ezra did not require Tevila in such a case. In such a case where the Tevila is going to extend, you don't need Tevila, it's not going to help anything. We'll pick up tomorrow because it's a long sugya. Tomorrow we're just going to do the Gemara um, and we'll try to get through the sugya tomorrow, hopefully, um, without doing any extra stuff so we can pick up on uh, some extra stuff next week. Okay, have a great day, everybody.